Today is Thursday, January the 11th. Today, Jacob becomes Israel. As we read through the Bible in a year today, I'd like you to read Genesis chapter 31 through 32. Here in this passage in 31, Jacob leaves his father-in-law Laban. Now, he leaves secretly because he's confident that Laban, one, will not want him to leave, and two, would do something to keep his flock. Well, Laban chases him down, and... um, In a very interesting twist, uh, uh, Jacob's wife, Rachel, has stolen the family gods. Now, this was one way in which the birthright was passed down from father to son. Rachel is ensuring her future by stealing the family gods. Laban is looking for the family gods. He looks all through the camp. Jacob is unaware of what's happened. When he finds Rachel, Rachel says... Uh, it is happening to me as happens to all women. I'm on my period. At that point in time, during the days of heavy flow, they would simply sit on rags. Uh, Rachel said, excuse me for not getting up. Her dad says, oh, that's okay, that's okay. Well, she's sitting on the family gods. (laughs) Um, Jacob uh, moves on. Then he uh, comes in chapter 32 uh, uh, to protect himself. Jacob and Laban do make a non-aggression pact before they leave each other. But now Jacob has to deal with Esau, who was very aggressive when Jacob fled from that area. So Jacob sends all kinds of gifts ahead of himself. He sends his wives and his children ahead of himself. And then he himself comes last. Um, Waiting overnight to go and see Jacob, a man appears uh, to Jacob. Uh, Jacob's waiting to see Esau. A man appears to Jacob. And they begin to fight. They begin to wrestle. Now remember, Jacob's name is the wrestler. Jacob uh, fights with the man all night long. And it appears like uh, they've come to a standstill. But when the sun comes up, the other man simply looks at Jacob, reaches down and touches his thigh. And Jacob was lame for the rest of his life. The man shows his true power, shows that he was just toying with Jacob. Jacob says, who are you? The man says, why do you want to know? What is your name? Jacob says, my name is Jacob, the wrestler. The man says, not anymore. Your name will be changed to Israel. Do you know what Israel means? God fights. Instead of fighting for yourself, Jacob, God will fight for you.
it's interesting that from this time on, Jacob does not initiate aggression, even though he is in the situation in which he could enjoy today as you read Genesis 31 and 32. But Jacob soon learned that Laban's sons were grumbling about him. Jacob has robbed our father of everything, they said. He has gained all his wealth at our father's expense. And Jacob began to notice a change in Laban's attitude towards him. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your father and grandfather, and to your relatives there, and I will be with you. So Jacob called Rachel and Leah out to the field where he was watching his flock. He said to them, I have noticed that your father's attitude towards me has changed, but the God of my father has been with me. You know how hard I have worked for your father, but he has cheated me, changing my wages ten times, but God has not allowed him to do me any harm. For if he said, The speckled animals will be your wages, the whole flock began to produce speckled young. And when he changed his mind and said, The striped animals will be your wages, then the whole flock produced striped young. In this way, God has taken your father's animals and given them to me. One time during the mating season, I had a dream and saw that the male goats mating the females were streaked, speckled, and spotted. Then in my dream, the angel of God said to me, Jacob, and I replied, Yes, here I am. The angel said, Look up, and you will see that only the streaked, speckled, and spotted males are mating with the females of your flock. For I have seen how Laban has treated you. I am the God who appeared to you at Bethel, the place where you anointed the pillar of stone and made your vow to me. Now get ready and leave this country and return to the land of your birth. Rachel and Leah responded, That is fine with us. We won't inherit any of our father's wealth anyways. He has reduced our rights to those of foreign women, and after he sold us, he wasted the money you paid him for us. All the wealth God has given you from our father legally belongs to us and our children. So go ahead and do whatever God has told you. So Jacob put his wives and children on camels, and he drove all his livestock in front of him. He packed all the belongings he had acquired in Paddan Aram and set out for the land of Canaan, where his father Isaac lived. At the time they left, Laban was some distance away, shearing his sheep, Rachel stole her father's household idols and took them with her. Jacob outwitted Laban, the Aramean, for they set out secretly and never told Laban they were leaving. So Jacob took all his possessions with him and crossed the Euphrates River, heading for the hill country of Gilead. Three days later, Laban was told that Jacob had fled, so he gathered a group of his relatives and set out in hot pursuit. He caught up with Jacob seven days later in the hill country of Gilead, but the previous night God had appeared to Laban the Aramean in a dream and told him, I am warning you, leave Jacob alone. Laban caught up with Jacob as he was camped in the hill country of Gilead, and he set up his camp not far from Jacob's. What do you mean by deceiving me like this? Laban demanded. How dare you drag my daughters away like prisoners of war? Why did you slip away secretly? Why did you deceive me? And why didn't you say you wanted to leave? I would have given you a farewell feast with singing and music accompanied by tambourines and harps. Why didn't you let me kiss my daughters and grandchildren and tell them goodbye? You have acted very foolishly. 
I could destroy you, but the God of your father appeared to me last night and warned me, leave Jacob alone. I can understand your feeling that you must go, and your intense longing for your father's home, but why have you stolen my gods? I rushed away because I was afraid, Jacob answered. I thought you would take your daughters from me by force, but as for your gods, see if you can find them and let the person who has taken them die." And if you find anything else that belongs to you, identify it before all these relatives of ours, and I will give it back. But Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen the household idols. Laban went first into Jacob's tent to search there, then to Leah's, and then to the tent of his two servant wives. But he found nothing. Finally, he went into Rachel's tent. But Rachel had taken the household idols and hidden them in her camel saddle, and now she was sitting on them. When Laban had searched her tent without finding them, she said to her father, Please, sir, forgive me if I don't get up for you. I am having my monthly period. So Laban continued his search, but he could not find the household idols. Then Jacob became very angry, and he challenged Laban. What is my crime? he demanded. What have I done wrong to make you chase after me as though I were a criminal? You have rummaged through everything I own. Now show me what you have found that belongs to you. Set it out here in front of us before our relatives, for all to see. Let them judge between us. For twenty years I have been with you, caring for your flocks. In all that time your sheep and goats never miscarried. In all those years I never used a single ram of yours for food. If any were attacked and killed by wild animals, I never showed you the carcass and asked you to reduce the count of your flock. No, I took the loss myself. You made me pay for every stolen animal, whether it was taken in broad daylight or in the dark of night. I worked for you through scorching heat of the day and through cold sleepless nights. Yes, for twenty years I have slaved in your house. I worked for fourteen years earning your two daughters, and then six more years for your flock. And you changed my wages ten times. In fact, if the God of my father had not been on my side, the God of Abraham and the fearsome God of Isaac, you would have sent me away empty-handed. But God has seen your abuse and my hard work. That is why he appeared to you last night and rebuked you. Then Laban replied to Jacob, These women are my daughters, these children are my grandchildren, and these flocks are my flocks. In fact, everything you see is mine. But what can I do about my daughters and their children? So come, Let's make a covenant, you and I, and it will be a witness to our commitment. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a monument. Then he told his family members, gather some stones. So they gathered stones and piled them in a heap. Then Jacob and Laban sat down beside the pile of stones to eat a covenant meal. To commemorate the event, Laban called the place Jagar Siradutha, which means witness pile in Aramaic. And Jacob called it Galid, which means witness pile in Hebrew. Then Laban declared, This pile of stones will stand as a witness to remind us of the covenant we have made today. This explains why it was called Galid, witness pile. But it was also called Mizpah, which means watchtower. For Laban said, May the Lord keep watch between us to make sure that we keep this covenant when we are out of each other's sight. If you mistreat my daughters... Or, if you marry other wives, God will see it even if no one else does. He is a witness to this covenant between us. See this pile of stones, Laban continued, and see this monument I have set up between us. They stand between us as witnesses of our vows. 
I will never pass this pile of stones to harm you, and you must never pass these stones or this monument to harm me. I call on the God of our ancestors, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of my grandfather Nahor, to serve as a judge between us. So Jacob took an oath before the fearsome God of his father Isaac to respect the boundary line. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice to God there on the mountain and invited everyone to a covenant feast. After they had eaten, they spent the night on the mountain. Laban got up early the next morning, and he kissed his grandchildren and his daughters and blessed them. Then they left and returned home. As Jacob started on his way again, angels of God came to meet him. When Jacob saw them, he exclaimed, This is God's camp. So he named the place Mahonaim. Then Jacob sent messengers ahead to his brother Esau, who was living in the region of Seir, in the land of Edom. He told them, Give this message to my master Esau. Humble greetings from your servant Jacob. Until now I have been living with Uncle Laban, and now I own cattle, donkeys, flocks of sheep and goats, and many servants, both men and women. I have sent these messengers to inform my Lord of my coming, hoping that you will be friendly to me. After delivering the message, the messengers returned to Jacob and reported, We met your brother, Esau, and he is already on his way to meet you with an army of four hundred men. Jacob was terrified at the news. He divided his household along with the flocks and herds and camels into two groups. He thought, If Esau meets one group and attacks it, perhaps the other group can escape. Then Jacob prayed, O God of my grandfather Abraham, and the God of my father Isaac, O Lord, you told me, return to your own land and to your relatives, and you promise me I will treat you kindly. I am not worthy of all the unfailing love and faithfulness you have shown to me, your servant. When I left home and crossed the Jordan River, I owned nothing except a walking stick. Now my household fills two large camps. O oh Lord, please rescue me from the hand of my brother Esau. I am afraid that he is coming to attack me, along with my wives and children. But you promise me, I will surely treat you kindly, and I will multiply your descendants until they have become as numerous as the sands along the seashore, too many to count. Jacob stayed where he was for the night. Then he selected gifts from his possessions to present to his brother Esau. Two hundred female goats twenty male goats, two hundred ewes, twenty rams, thirty female camels with their young, forty cows, ten bulls, twenty female donkeys, and ten male donkeys. He divided these animals into herds and assigned each to different servants. Then he told his servants, Go ahead of me with the animals, but keep some distance between the herds. He gave these instructions to the men leading the first group. When my brother Esau meets you, he will ask, Whose servants are you? Where are you going? Who owns these animals? You must reply, They belong to your servant Jacob, but they are a gift for his master Esau. Look, he is coming right behind us. Jacob gave the same instruction to the second and third herdsmen, and to all who followed behind the herds. You must say the same thing to Esau when you meet him, and be sure to say, Look, your servant Jacob is right behind us. Jacob thought, I will try to appease him by sending gifts ahead of me. When I see him in person, perhaps he will be friendly to me. So the gifts were sent on ahead, while Jacob himself spent the night in the camp. 
During the night Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two servant wives, and his eleven sons, and crossed the Jabbok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he sent over all his possessions. This left Jacob all alone in the camp. A man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, Let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? the man asked. He replied, Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on you will be called Israel, because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Please tell me your name, Jacob said. Why do you want to know my name? The man replied. Then he blessed Jacob there. Jacob named the place Peniel, which means face of God. For he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared. The sun was rising as Jacob left Peniel, and he was limping because of the injury to his hip. Even today, the people of Israel don't eat the tendon near the hip socket because of what happened that night when the man strained the tendon of Jacob's hip. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see Jacob returns. If you'll go to the New Hope Church YouTube channel, New Hope Church Greenwood, I am, you'll find that last Sunday's sermon has been placed all by itself. If you'd like to listen to a sermon and you didn't hear the sermon on Sunday, I'd invite you to go to our YouTube channel, New Hope Church, Greenwood, I N, and listen to it.